AudioRacket.com. I'm Rhonda Carpenter. AudioRacket.com. I'm Rhonda Carpenter. And this is Heather Rulo. And we're PodioRacket.com. Where you get the scoop on PodioBooks.com. All the new releases. Just completed works. And tips and insider information from experienced authors. So tune in to us, PodioRacket.com. So that's what the racket's about? So that's what the racket's about. PodioRacket.com. In the early 21st century... Pigs attempted to sabotage patio books on the internet, but despite their temporary victory over Rhonda Carpenter, Patio Racket lives on. We now present you with the triple threat. Dum dum dum. I'm Jay Daniel Sawyer. And I'm Philip Valentine. And Chris Lester is stuck in traffic but should be here momentarily. Rhonda Carpenter is indeed sick today, so we are flying. Solo isn't really the right word. By the seat of our pants. Hostless. By the seat of our (laughs) pants. And we will need you guys to be calling in and submitting questions through the chat room to keep us going because we have had a long, long week already. (laughs) It's been fun, but we are all at the end of our tether, both sanity-wise and energy-wise. So we are depending on you guys to keep us going. So, And I'm running the switchboard, so uh, if you want to call in, I think I know how to answer the switchboard. (laughs) Um, so I suppose uh, we could, while we're waiting for calls, we could kick it off with the free will promo. Okay, I believe I have that. For you, you guys that haven't heard it, this is the promo for my submission to the Triple Threat, Free Will, and Other Compulsions. And that would be called the Triple Threat promo, right, Dan? Yes. Hitting it now. We're going back to Luna to finish the job. The lunar revolution is faltering. The Persians and the Americans are about to make life very uncomfortable and dangerous out here, Mr. Hartman. There is a traitor in the resistance. We're going to push Mongoose down into those tunnels and find our moles. And we're going to shut them down. But their fate might rest with a fugitive. No way you get away now, you son of a bitch. And his name is Joss Kyle. Choose your side. Plant your flag and join the resistance if you can decide who you really are. From the mind of J. Daniel Sawyer, Free Will and Other Compulsions, Book Two of the Antithesis Progression, November 11th, The War Begins at www.jdsawyer.net. Free Will and Other Compulsions. It isn't whether you win or lose, but can you survive the game? Well, there we go, Dan. It seems that I can work the switchboard. Excellent. <laughs> Who have we got? Well, I'm, we've got, I'm in the chat room, and um, my friend Dan Rabbit from New Zealand Ooh. has asked a question, and it is a very basic one that perhaps everybody out there is wondering, which is, care to explain what the triple threat is? Um, collective podcasting psychosis, I believe. Um, I told this story on Dead Robots, so I think it's your turn to tell the story of the origin, germination, and postponement of the triple threat. I think we decided that the germination began with a bird, um, a cockatiel. Was it a cockatiel? Cockatiel. Cockatiel. Uh, we were sitting in Chris Lester's um, Chris Lester's dining room, and we were discussing how we could beat double trouble. 
And that's when we came up with the triple threat because we suddenly realized that I had a book that I needed to podcast and Dan and Chris also had a book that needed to podcast. So at first we decided on 0909, did we not, Mr. Sawyer? We did indeed. And then we decided since, I was the only one that had an actual book written, that I, we would be kind to the gentlemen of the team and push it back to 11.11, which is coming up next, next week. week. Oh, my God. Uh, so um, we, can, we can discuss about how prepared we are. <laughs> it, it, it's staggering how prepared it we are. Is, no uh, one would believe the level of preparation that we have all engaged in for this. Yes, it's pretty much... Like the Gallipoli campaign, I think. Yeah, well, that's being a bit generous. I think, I think we're not quite at zero preparations, <laughs> but we're, I mean, I did, after all, make the promo. Well, we, you made a promo. I made a promo. I didn't uh, make a promo myself, but uh, hopefully this will be the promo for There we go. Activities. So, um, are you ready for some more questions? Please, please, we're let's do it. We've got some more questions. Um, and this is probably going to be a long-winded one, since okay. we're going to be uh, responding for ourselves. And probably for Chris as well. Yeah, I just got a text from him, by the way. He is in traffic. Ah, traffic. We don't believe in traffic in New Zealand when we're on the unicorn. Traffic is something that doesn't exist at all. Oh, a table. I even have a table to operate the switchboard on. All right. So. Um, I have my tea. Here we go from, uh, from Wonder Wolf. Are, you people going to be able to, are people going to be able to step into book two without listening to book one? Of Antithesis? I think for all of us, um, we're all doing second oh, book. Oh, that's right. Um, in my case, there will be a story so far that brings you up to speed at the beginning of episode one of Free Will. However, Free Will does pick up, I've been saying 24 hours after, though that's not quite true. It picks up three weeks after and then jumps backwards to 24 hours after the um, end of predestination and we follow the events from the end of predestination up to the place where free will starts. So the story that you got left hanging on, you get to pick it up right where you left off and bad shit happens, but fun shit. It'll be good. So they can't, you're going to have a nice you're sum gonna, up. Huh? Yeah, there, there'll be a sum up at the beginning and there's the obligatory, you know, quick recaps in the, you know, that you get in sequels in the first few scenes, but yeah. That aside, you're probably going to be pretty lost if you come in to free will without having heard predestination. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to say we've got a lot of questions coming up. Here, so we're going to have to move quickly. Um, the <laughs> the I'm in a slight different situation because Chasing the Bard and Digital Magic, while they while Digital Magic is theoretically the sequel, it is set far enough in the future that you could possibly just jump into it without having too much of a trouble. But having heard you say that you're going to have a story so far. I think I might have to have a story so far as well. And I know that things unseen from the bit I've seen, uh, you should be able to jump into it if you know the Metamorph City universe, even if you haven't listened to Making the Cut. However, book three, from what Chris tells me, is going to depend on both books one and two together. So um, you should be able to jump straight into things unseen, but, um, but uh, you might have a bit of catching up to do. Yes, it's always preferable to listen to the first one. And yes. They're all still there. There's still time. You could mainline it over the weekend. Yes. And remember, if you if uh, the antithesis progression is not to your taste, Down From 10 will continue releasing more or less weekly <laughs> until it's done. That's because you're crazy, Dan. That's because I'm one crazy <laughs> bastard. So, um, our next question is, why did the three of you get together and do a triple threat? 
Because we love each other so much. We had spent about five days in close proximity talking and talking and talking and talking until our voices ran out. And we got to the end of it, and Pip was about to get on the plane the next day, and we were like, we should have a project to work on together. I do, yeah. Double Trouble was fun. We none of us have as many listeners as T. Morris. Why don't we all team up and try to beat him on oh, this so it's one? Pretty much, yeah. It's sort of like a, a gang of Uber nemesis. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Mm. Um, so hold on, I'm gonna. Your people are lovely. You're asking all sorts of wonderful questions, and I'm having trouble keeping up. If uh, if you want to ask a longer-winded question, you can call, call in, in. Call into the show I line. What is, even know how to what is the phone number? Uh, the Number. It's on the switchboard, top left. Oh, it's 347-996-3319. You can call into the switchboard or you can email me a longer-winded question at dan at jbsawyer.net. I am checking my email as we go. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> free audio bookshelf. I'm not quite sure who that person is. Uh, That's Heather Rulo, I Oh, think. Heather. Hi, Heather. Sorry, your, your voice is out as well. That's why we have taken over. <laughs> is, uh, why do we have to do this? Um, well, she's deathly ill. Um, she scheduled it, and then the virus had other symptoms, or had other odd, other, other ideas. ideas. It, had a, it had a cunning yeah, plan. I just got a call from her this morning saying, oh, shit, I'm sick. Um, <laughs> how, um, okay, good. Come on, Dad. That, come that on, we're coming. going to these questions Okay, out. go, go, go. How did the Pod Commune Fund go? Uh, the Pod Commune Fund is uh, is there. We're kind of at the point where we're looking for a place, and... Chris, Chris Lester and I have known each other long enough that we now know under what circumstances we can live together and under what circumstances we cannot. So if we find a house under which, uh, where the geography is right, that our lifestyles will not clash, we will have a pod commune. And if we do not, we will have a friendship, a friendship and two separate places. But uh, the new place that Kitty and I get will be have a studio that Chris will be welcome to use anytime. And of course me. And, of course, you when you're in the country. That's right. That's right. And I am quite often in the country at the moment. So, yes, keep, keep a cupboard open for me. Um, now, next question. Uh, Dan asks again, so you podcast an episode from three different books every week or one po- podcast with three chapters each week? It's three separate streams with... Three, three separate streams with... Uh, and all of us are going to be going bi-weekly for the first little while at least. So, wow. So every every two weeks you guys are going to have... Every two weeks you will get one episode from each of us on our three separate streams. Maybe we should make a triple threat stream. Yeah. You're, you're the Yahoo Pipes wizard. Would that be possible? I can, I can definitely make try and make a Yahoo Pipe for that sort of thing. Cool. And we'll have to release... I hope this. someone's writing down these ideas. And we'll, yeah, and we'll, <laughs> we'll have to release... The, yeah, someone email me with these ideas afterwards and we can make the, the sex roundtable we're recording tonight available on that as well and other special features we do together. Yes. So, uh, Jeanette Marsh from New Zealand. Hello, Jeanette. Hello. Says, what? Hey. Yes, uh, Pip has a surprise for you. She yes, got it at the pub crawl last night. I'm butt off for the surprise, so but nothing <laughs> for a fellow New Zealander, right? Um, she wants to know what's on the uh, agenda for promoting the book. Um, this. Uh, I think these. I think she means these three books. No, 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 no. This is on the agenda for promoting. Oh yes, three this books. is this is the agenda. <laughs> Um, there's this. There's we were on Dead Robot Society earlier tonight. We're doing a sex roundtable later tonight. Um, I've been on. I should be writing, talking it up. You've been elsewhere, talking it up. We've been. Uh, we were on Wander. The three of us went on Wander Radio and uh, and kicked some ass. Um, 
we're we we better work out some contests. I got a whole shitload of stuff yeah, from World I, Fantasy I, Con. I, I got a bunch of books that would be good to give away, and at least I I have once I finish the final draft of Free Will. I'm about halfway through it now. I, the um I have the index cards that I use to plot the novel out, and I'm going to be doing a giveaway. Uh, towards the end of the book with the index cards. You, If you would like that sort of thing as a collectible, you will get the entire outline of free will in my own handwriting, unintelligible though it be, on the index cards I use on my wall. That sounds good. So uh, we're basically going to talk. If you have a podcast that you would like us to come on. We would love to come on and darken your doorstep. We would love to talk. You may have guessed that already. Yes, and of course there's the promo that you are all welcome to play. You can find it on the feed right. at jdsawyer.net. Very much. There'll probably be more promos yes, coming Yes, we'll out. probably do a triple threat promo tonight, maybe. Yeah, I think we're going to um, – this is all a bit mad because I'm on the move. Mm-hmm. And um, these guys are writing the book, so I think it's a level playing field. So we're going to get together and produce a few more uh, cross-promotional things, yeah. maybe do some contests Definitely. or things like that. Uh, here's a question for you, Dan, Okay. about how this will affect the Down From 10. Down From 10 will continue to release weekly as, uh, as long as I have uh, content. I've got most of it recorded now. A couple of the actors have very busy lives and can only get me content sporadically. So as long as I've got voices, it'll be releasing weekly, and that won't be affected by Free Will. Free Will will release biweekly until Down From 10 is done, at which point, depending on what happens with some of the contacts I made at World Fantasy Con, I may or may not switch to weekly. Okay, well, yes, we all think you're absolutely mad, but uh, yes, I good am. luck. We, we will enjoy watching your brain <laughs> unravel from a distance. And there's more reprobates hour coming. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. When you start saying all these projects and things, you start to realize that you might be uh, a little... Yeah, in over my head, yes, 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 yes I know. Yes. So, um, Warland... Uh, yeah, what is the sex round table? A continuation of the last three-parter? Yeah, um, it's... Not a continuation so much as a revisiting. We've all done projects between then and now that deal with sex in different ways than we had done so up to that point. So we thought it would be a good point to a good time to continue the conversation and also to take your questions and address them and use them as conversation topics. So this time Kitty McKeon is going to be moderating. We <laughs> have a, a we have a stack of questions that have been emailed to me or uh, Twitter DM'd to me. If you have questions that you would like us to answer, discuss, questions or topics that you'd like us to answer or discuss on the Sex Roundtable tonight, email them in in the next hour and a half to dan at jdsawyer.net. Yes, so get them in quickly. Um, so, yeah, the, the <laughs> Amy Bowen says, you Amy. guys are nuts. Woo-hoo. I can't believe you've been working that hard on promotion all day. Amazing. I know. <laughs> I know, we are from I think we're still kind of running on fumes from World Fantasy. We both got so fucking pumped up from that. We, we um, uh, yeah, I think we're running on adrenaline, yeah. pure adrenaline at this stage. Uh, adrenaline, and in my case, root beer. Yeah. Uh, she has discovered root beer, which they evidently don't have much of in New Zealand. No, it's a sort of a, a an odd commodity over there, but I think I might have to try brewing it. Yeah, so Kitty and I have been giving her microbrews the last uh, several days. Yeah, it's, it's been wonderful. And I am very sad to be going tomorrow. Would you like me to get you another root beer, Beth? I would love another root beer, Dan. So, and, and while Dan's doing that, I will answer this question from Dan, who is asking me about books and brawn. Will it be a podcast or will it be print only? Well, the interesting thing about that particular um, project 
is that it started off being a podcast, and it was always just going to be a podcast, and it was going to be a podcast called Pay. And uh, Dan is having trouble removing the cap on that root beer. I think that, I'm glad to know because I tried one and I couldn't open it. Um, back to Books and Brawn. Uh, so at the moment, the status of Books and Brawn is that it is sort of finished and uh, with an agent. We don't know what's going to be happening with it because it depends on negotiations with various uh, people and... Um, them what writes the checks. Them, them that what writes the checks. We are uh, going to be reasonably vigorous, but not to the point of stupidity in getting it to, to podcast. So we will be trying our very, very, very best. Uh, root beer and birch beer. Oh, mm. birch beer is so good. Mm. Sioux City makes a fabulous birch beer. I'm drinking uh, Thomas Kemper root beer, actually. What was the other one I tried? Uh, Virgil's? Virgil's, yes. Both very, very nice. And I like, there is no caffeine in root beer. I could be nope. wrong. No caffeine, except so I for bark. Because uh, caffeine actually does two things to me. It makes me um, very hyperactive, and it also irritates my stomach. <laughs> be sure to check the other window where the call's coming. I am oh, checking oh, it. Oh, good, good, good. We oh, there's somebody calling. Oh, we must take the caller. Okay, how do I do that? I'm, okay, um, caller, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I don't want to click on... Okay, here, I'm, I'm clicking it, Van. Here we go. Okay. Hello, hello. Caller. Hello. Hey, who's this? Um, okay, Dan, guess who would be one of the first Mildred. people trying to call in? Mildred yep. Katie. Hello, Mildred. <laughs> Hello. I still have to meet you two. You both come in the Balticon, right? Yeah. That is indeed the plan. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep. yep. Good. So now, good at, so I'll end up actually meeting all three of the triple threat by that point. Yay! Come to Balticon. Meet all three. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's where you can get your main line of podcasting goodness. Yep. Yes, yes, you can. Um, all right. Based with all the stuff you guys been doing, when the hell have you been sleeping? <laughs> um, what is the? I, I keep hearing about this thing. I think it's when you shut your eyes. For, for an extended for, period for, of for time. For reasons other than sex and kissing, right? Yeah, yeah. it's longer than that. <laughs> I know. We'll have to look into that. We'll have, there's a rumor going around yeah. that this. Kissing dogs do that. <laughs> Lay in front of the fire and relax. Or cats. Yeah. Cats do that a lot, too. Yeah. Actually, I think Dan actually never sleeps. I do actually occasionally sleep yeah. on I, planes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I know. Dan's bed. like... Dan's like on Twitter, like when be, after I go to bed and before I get up yeah. in the morning, and I'm three hours ahead of you. Well, I'm going. I'm going to bed in New Zealand, and Dan's still up. I keep uh, my computer on my bedside table, and it, when I wake up in the middle of the night and can't go back to sleep, I write and Twitter and do all that stuff until I wear out and go back to sleep again. So no, we don't believe in sleep. No. <laughs> I figured someone just had to call in anyway, so. Ah, we appreciate it. Thank Other, you. Because we're waiting, sitting here waiting for Chris. Yeah, I just got a got another text from him. He's still in traffic. So he might get here before the end of the show. He might. He'll probably. You know what? He'll get here for the six round table. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you finished that. Thing. Hey, I already sent in my questions for that one. 
I'm, I'm wondering, yeah. are you guys really getting hit by the bridge or anything like that? Is that what's going on? No, he just he uh, accidentally double booked some parent-teacher conferences at uh, and got out of them later than he anticipated. Ah, okay. And, and of course, the bridge is still out, so I'm sure the traffic is worse than normal. But uh, we're we're hanging in. Yep. We're doing okay, are we, Mildred? Help. Yeah. Well, I'm on the. <laughs> I know you want Chris to be here, but you know. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, because the three of you are just in complete hoot to listen to, remembering <laughs> back to all this stuff earlier in the year. So, uh, yeah. Okay, there will be more of that soon, if, and yeah. hopefully in the next 10 or 20 minutes. Well, if not next 10 or 20 minutes, and you do have the sex round table. Yes, we do. Okay. We will, and this will be podcast. This will be podcast. <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to hop off, more let other questions okay. go through. Let other questions go through, and hopefully someone else will take the hint and call in. Yeah, Excellent. call in. Thank That's you for calling, Mildred. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Look at me working the switchboard. All right. So what do we got next? Well, oh, um, Dan asked. Oh, I love Dan. How's it doing over Dan, Dan Raybart. Dan right? Raybart in oh, New Zealand. Dan said, is there a print version of Where the Child? I just finished it, and it was great. Thank you, Dan. Um, the status of Weather Child is that we're waiting to see what happens with Geist. Um, I am contractually obliged to let Ace have a look at any books I produce. They get first right of refusal, uh, within reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so hopefully we're going to get Weather Child put in front of them sometime after Geist comes out and it's a success. <laughs> Uh, so there you go. There's a little bit of a hint. Cool. My books, my books. <laughs> I'll keep writing them. And remember, the alternate title of Guys is Three Days of Sex and a Blimp. There's so you should all enjoy it quite a lot. Three Days of Sex and a Blimp. Who wouldn't want that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> when is the sex roundtable dropping in your various feeds? Uh, uh, I don't know. We don't know. So Soon. There's a there's a fair pile up of stuff for us to get yeah. get done. Um, we I think we drip fed the last one, didn't we? Didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we 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 dripped it over the course of about four weeks. And I think so. that's a good way to do yeah, it. Yeah, I think so too. Keep them wanting more. Yeah, maybe may, I may drop I I may drop the first part between episodes one and two of Free Will, and mm. so you guys will have something to bridge that week in between all of our first and second episodes, and then maybe the. You know what we should do the second two over the holiday break? Because we're all so busy during the holidays that we may have to miss an episode. Yeah. So we could do the second two during the holiday break if, if it goes three hours. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Well, it, it will be coming to you very shortly. Yes, no pun indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Dan said that he thinks Chris is asleep, catching up maybe. Uh, if he's asleep, he's probably not waking up anymore. <laughs> Because he's in a car, right? And, <laughs> and Sam, and Sam, I'm just scanning back here. Sam Bradley says, I wish Baltacom was on the West Coast. Oh, I'd like, yeah. then I wouldn't have to fly another six hours across the other side of the country to get there. But I guess it wouldn't be called Baltacom then, would it then? No, nah, probably not. <laughs> but you do have Baycon on this side, don't you? It's true. We do have Baycon. Um, I'm usually at Baycon, but uh, this year I'm trying for Baltacon. Um, Sam 
Bradley has asked, are either of you doing NaNoWriMo? Uh, sort of. We're using it as an additional spur to uh, enable us in our madnesses. Yes. I need to get the uh, sequel to Geist finished. In an attempt to get another book out of Ace, I need to finish the promised second one before I can negotiate for a third or fourth. So I'm trying to get that finished by the end of November, then edit in December, and then hopefully by the 31st of December, get it all done. So I am joining the Nano bandwagon. Yes, and I am trying to finish Free Will in uh, at least fast enough that I can keep ahead of everything else. But the um, the goal is to have the final draft finished by the end of the year because Pip and I have another project. There's always There's another always project another, that we're that we're going to co-author if we can if we turn out to work together well that way. I have another caller, Dad. Ooh, bring the callers! All right, the callers. Here we are. So who is calling us this time? Hello, caller. Hello. It says you're on the air. It does. No, no. I'm on the I air. To... Oh, hey. yes. Who is this? It's the sick one. Oh, Rhonda. Rhonda. How are we doing, Rhonda? Give us a mark out of ten. Uh, well. Thankfully, none of you people can get this from a telephone call, which is really good for all of you guys. But I hated to, like, have some of my favorite podcasters on my show and not be on my show. And um, (laughs) since my husband is propping me up in the chair, I wanted to, like, um, give a shout-out to you guys and thank you for um, taking over and, you know, being such great peeps and stepping forward and doing this and being awesome and um, <laughs> actually just, I'm starting to worry that I actually quite like this. It is I like fun, this show, Dan. <laughs> what do you think? That's fun. Thank you very much for letting us fly solo even without you, Rhonda. It's been great though. We would love to have you on prodding us and poking us and giving us all sorts of hell too. Uh well, well we you just know, each other. Pretty good at giving hell. <laughs> Ask my kids. <laughs> Um, but the question came up about NaNoWriMo, and since mm-hmm. I'm not doing NaNoWriMo this year because it just kind of scares me to have somebody say, oh, you have to do this many words in this many days, and I'm pretty hard on myself. Um, I, but I did see that, you know, um, on the Twitter threads that, you know, Pip, you were using it as a spur. Yes. Mm-hmm. To, you know, get yourself going on some other projects. Is, it, mm-hmm. is that what you're actually using it for? Um, yeah, I'm using it to try and finish a project. Um, ah. Spectre is, is, is causing me some restless nights, so I'm trying to get it done and out of the way. <laughs> restless but, nights. Um, I, just, I just like the energy of Nano, and I'm, I'm ruthlessly tapping into it. <laughs> and have either of you jumped head first into Second Life? No. no. I, I dipped my toes into Second Life a while back, and it very, very difficult for me to get into it. Mm. I, did tr- I did have a try once um, because they're starting to use Second Life in libraries a bit now. And so I thought professionally I'd better go and look around. But, the, but I was kind of put off, you know, when you land on the, in the, uh, in the, on the area. orientation island. Yeah, yeah, all it seemed to be was avatars jumping on me and humping me, which... 
I, I write not, a, not that much different from real life. No, yeah, but you know, in your second life, you want a little something a little different. Yeah, for, for me, it was more that uh, I could tell that in order to get into it, it would take a significant amount of energy and investment, and I'm already spread so fucking thin. Yeah. I, I gave up gaming in order to write. Yeah, so. that's the thing. I think it could be quite addictive, and yeah, I try and keep away from those. I mean, when I get into things, I get really into them. So I've kind of kept myself away just so that I'll still have a life. The first life. <laughs> yes, the yeah, first life is working it's quite tricky. Yeah, because I just I I actually did jump into Second Life uh, a couple of months ago, and I I kept saying, oh my god, I just hate this, I hate this, I hate this. I, it seems like a lot of time to spend, you know, and I'm ne- I've never been a gamer, so the whole idea mm-hmm. of you know trying to keep my hair on and off a fence was like sort of distasteful <laughs> to me, and yeah. I was like, why am I stuck on a cemetery fence? I don't want to be on a cemetery fence. <laughs> Nobody wants to be there. Nobody wants to be there. Yeah, we uh, we have two. Especially not without my hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bald, bald is not is not cute on on most women. Yeah. We, uh, aside from Sigourney Weaver, um, we we have two more callers uh, coming, so we have to shuffle so, quick. But uh, well, I'm looking. Look at me working the switch. Yeah, Pip is sitting yeah, over there just the, You can have them all on at once. You can click all oh, those buttons at once. Should I yeah, push another let's, one? Let's take caller yeah. number two. Caller number two. Hello, hello. Hello, folks. Hello. Is that, is that who I think it is? This is Nobelis Reed calling. Yes. yes. How are you, Nobelis? I'm quite well. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, behind on my writing for the day, so I can't stay yeah. long. But okay. I, uh, Because I am doing NaNoWriMo, and I'm doing it right. That is starting with word one on day one. Um, and I just want to say, as I've been saying in every every place I can, that I did more day, more words on day one than Nathan Lowell. <gasps> All right. Well, you should frame that puppy <laughs> yes, and put it on the should. wall. Because there aren't many <laughs> days like that for anybody. Yeah. No. Congratulations. No, they're not. So um, I'm very proud of that. Of course, my my the, the two days since he's zoomed way past me, but. Um, <laughs> hey, for one day you were ahead of Nathan. But for one day, well, I, I was I was one of the highest uh, for for the first days of all the people that I was seeing their word count. So I'm I'm pretty proud of myself. It's, it's like actually I, really good. I mean, you know, right last down from ten episodes, you got to kiss him, and then you got to beat him at the first day of NaNoWriMo. <laughs> You're having a good week. Yeah, it's it's damn good. Um, but anyways, I I do need to get back to it because I I haven't gotten my uh, sixteen hundred words for the day in yet. Um, so because mm-hmm. I'm trying to stay on stay ahead. You know, stay ahead of the, um, the 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 daily quota. Right. Yeah. But I just wanted to say, call in and say how much I was looking forward to the to everything coming through on the triple threat, and that uh, and that you know very very likely that other things will fall off the bottom of my podcatcher in order to to stay subscribed to those. Um, oh, thank you. Very high on my list, and uh, <laughs> I am. And and so that's basically all I really wanted to say. Don't have any questions or anything. Just wanted to say hi and uh, and I'm going to hang up now and go back to writing. Great. Well, thanks oh, and, for going in. And it was great to catch up with you, Nabilis. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Next caller. Oh, was I supposed to hang up then? No, nah, he he hung up. Uh, <laughs> next caller. I have got no more callers. No now. more callers. Oh. Everybody hung up. I have, however, got questions. So oh, questions just, are good. Let's go back to the questions. I'd just like to say that if you want to call in, it's uh, 347-996-3319. So call in. Um, 
Will all three podcasts have new themes, Nick Walters? Um, no. Uh, mine at least, I, I know Chris's are just going on the Metamore City feed. Mm-hmm. Free Will is going on to the old Antithesis feed. Mm-hmm. Um, as is everything else right now. And on to my Uber feed. Yep. And I don't know about how you're handling I Digital Magic. I think probably what I'll do is I will run a couple of the episodes of Digital Magic over on Chasing the Bards feed because there's a lot of people over there. But I will have my own Digital Magic feed uh, available. So um, yeah, hopefully get some, get some people listening. Excellent. <laughs> now we've got uh, another question from Jeanette. Do any of you get writer's block and how do you deal with it? Um, yes, I do. And um, believe it or not, that's one of the reasons that I write a lot of uh, multiple viewpoints. Ah, it helps, helping and changing, yeah, it? Oh. Helps, helps me jog out. Um, the automotive is going to be quite a challenge in that respect because it's a single viewpoint. Um, yes. But, uh, yeah, get writer's block, and uh, really the only way to beat it for me is to somehow change my headspace, whether mm-hmm. I jump forward or back in the book or whether I take some time off to watch a movie or take a walk, um, get laid, you know. Anything <laughs> to change the headspace. Anything, yes. Yeah. Sometimes if a scene's not working, I'll just, um, I won't ditch it, but I'll leave it, and I'll put, like, in big capitals, mm-hmm. fix this later, yeah, and I, come back to it. I put notes to myself in hard brackets, because I never use those when I'm writing, yeah. so then if I think I'm done, I can go back and look through for hard brackets and see yeah. what yeah. I've got outstanding. Yeah, I, I've, I have recently had that with, uh, with Spectre. I don't know if I'd call it writer's block, more sort of just a narrowing of, it felt like the road was getting narrower. Yeah. Um, so I've had to, uh, it took a little bit of extra time to put it aside for a bit. Did some traveling, caught up with some friends, drank yeah. some root beer. And, uh, <laughs> well, in particular, you and I write very character-based stuff, so there is a certain amount of we have to get into the headspace yeah. of the scene in order to do it. Yeah, I think a lot of the my problems with Spectre is second book-itis and the fact that, you know... Yeah, I've got some of that with Free Will, too. Yeah, it's, it's something I've never really encountered before because Chasing the Bard and Digital Magic, although they are related to each other and have one character the same in them. They're quite different, so it's just pretty much like writing a new book. But yeah. um, the second book is definitely... Oh! Who's this? Is this Chris? It's Miss Kitty! Hey. Come into our radio show, Miss Kitty. We have a mic for you if you want one. <laughs> She's looking bewildered. <laughs> You're moderating the sex round table. There's a uh, curry on the sofa. <laughs> See, and this is, this is what happens on live radio, isn't yeah. it, Dan? We do live radio uh, recorded in living rooms. Mm. So what's our next question or color? That's the question. Where is Chris? Um, oh, Agent Savant. I wonder who that could be. Lori! Lori, I'm writing. Honestly, I'm not recording. <laughs> she said, "What? who is the favorite character you've ever created? Ooh, you take this one first. It came I from don't know. I can't. Well, of course, it's Saoirse from Geist because she's just fantastic. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I really like Puck because he's just the kind of chaotic, mad character that you can drop into any scene and he changes everything. And he's a heck of a lot of fun to write um, in that he doesn't really have any... uh, Not morals, he doesn't have any constraints on him and he doesn't Mm -hmm. feel constraints very easily. So he's fun. But I always fall in love with my um, with my main character. I mean, you've got mm-hmm. to really, don't yeah. you? Otherwise, why are you writing them? I I think my 
I'd have to pick three favorite characters. I've got one from my short stories, uh, one from the Predestination universe, and one from uh, Down from Ten. Um, Volish is my favorite from the Predestination universe, just because he's just so much fun to write. And um, the narrator of Cold Duty, I think, is my favorite short story character. And for Down from Ten, Carol is my favorite. She's... <laughs> She's so complicated, and I just had so much fun creating her. Yeah, I think you can tell that. And that's, that is, because when you love the character, you can tell when people yeah. people enjoy writing them. Do you want to take a caller, Dan? Yes, please. Let's have, have the caller. We can have another caller. We can have caller now. Let's see. How about now? Caller. Hello? Hello. Hi. Is it my turn, or is it, or is it somebody else? No, that's I am. Yep, that's right. That's me. How about that? I, I can recognize hello. people by voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. How are you doing, Amy? I'm doing very well, thank you, ma'am. I want you to know that your postcards are decorating the wall above the entrance <laughs> to my closet in my room. They're all in a... Is this Amy Bowen? Bow. This is Amy who yeah. won my competition for uh, Chasing the Bus. Excellent. Uh, I, this is the first time I've ever heard your voice, so good to meet you. Oh, thank you very much. It's very nice to meet you. I'm listening to Down from Ten. It's fantastic. I got I got there via Metamore City, of course. Oh, look, Amy, well, you must fabulous. have the power. Chris Lester just walked into the room. Grab a mic, Chris. <laughs> Grab a mic, Chris. Sit on down. You've got 22 minutes to stun people with your awesomeness. I'm okay. running the switchboard. So I'm Position it, and then I'll turn you on. He's going to turn, okay. turn him on, Dan. Go on. Okay, you're live. Testing, one, two. You're live, Chris. Hello. Sorry Hi, I'm Chris. late, everyone. Had a bit of a snafu at work. Okay, anyway, Amy Bowen has called. So please, Amy, how are you and why are you calling? Oh, well, at, Chris, as I was saying when you walked in, I got to down from 10 through Metamore City. Um, oh, excellent. So why, but the reason why I'm calling, I did actually have something to say. It was, um, this is mainly for you, Pip. I see, I see yes. I see your name, Tease, and Martin Casserly's on the craft cast page for Digital Magic, but not Chris's. Mm-hmm. If if I may ask, who is the antagonist in Digital Magic and do you have an actor cast for that role? Ah, well Digital Magic is a little more complicated than Chasing the Bard in that who the antagonist is is part of the mystery. Oh, and I if I reveal who the antagonist is, you won't enjoy it quite as much. All right. Okay. So it's structured a little like Down from Ten that way. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got a little bit of an okay. element of mystery. I mean, well, the, the unmaker, the unmaker from Chasing the Bard is the overarching antagonist, as always. But who uh, who he is using is not exactly revealed until the end. But I will be making use of both Chris and Dan and Kitty if she wants to um, in in uh, Digital Magic. Ooh, I love oh, being that? used by Chris. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is wonderful. That is absolutely great. I love, I love mysteries. And as I said in the chat, just finished um, Murder at Abaddon Hill last week uh-huh. via Patio Bogus. So... That was really cool too. Podio, Ooh, and I'm, podio book mysteries are great. 
Mm. Cool. I'm, I'm, and by the way, thank you very much for your for your tweet support for Down from Ten. It's been very encouraging, and I'm very glad you're enjoying it. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Well, it's nice to hear. <laughs> okay. Some Mildred just said, "Oh, the person coming in wasn't T." <laughs> <laughs> now we we took him to the airport a couple of days ago. We he's well and gone. gone. We, we're pretty sure he's on the other coast. But um. Thanks for ringing in, Amy. Yeah, Did you have sure any other questions? Or? Nope, that's all. All right. Thank you for calling in. Bye. You're most welcome. Goodbye. Hey, look at me working the switchboard like you a pro over here. Rock. I think I am. Yeah, I'm hung up. Right. So we've got some more questions. Um, maybe we could ask uh, Agent yeah. Laurie, my agent, asked uh, what, who is your favorite character you've ever created, and Dan and I answered, and so we're going to ask you. Mm, favorite character that I've ever created. That is a tough one. Um, on the one hand, I'm a big fan of Klefnos, my trickster god, but all trickster gods have a lot in common. I was saying so, about Puck, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of a cop-out, because um, they're, they're just so much fun, but so much of it's already been given to you as a writer. Um, golly, that is... An interesting thought. It's obviously the character I'm playing, Chris, right? <laughs> Ava, <laughs> obviously. Evan and Ava are really fun. Um, I think that one of the most interesting characters that I've, I've done was Miriam, just because mm. she came out of nowhere, um, was not part of my original plan for the book, and ended up having such an interesting story arc that is developing in some really cool directions for future seasons. Um, she is a character who I emphasize a lot with, but I don't necessarily think that everything that she does is right. Um, she's a morally complex character and is in some very difficult circumstances that force her to um, maybe cut some moral corners that people might not approve of. And uh, that that conflict, inner and outer, is one of the things that makes her interesting to me. I'm really looking forward to getting back to her. Uh, moving along, because we are on a deadline, and we have many questions. This is a quick one, but, but uh, I think we should just say, who is your favorite character from movie and books? Oh, that my, that's a fucking huge <laughs> universe. Oh, boy. Mm. Um... I I can't even begin uh, to answer. Um, I, uh, mm, James Bond in a tight fit of talk. Chris? Ender Wigan. Oh, that's a good one. No, Lazarus Long, maybe? He's good. Okay, there we go. <laughs> and Kitty says the doctor. The doctor. Kitty, Kitty says the doctor. Well, you can't go wrong with that, can you? Um, also, <laughs> Mildred has asked, Dan, where did you learn to cook? Um, Since you found out you're cooking oh, yeah. for us tonight. <laughs> I pretty much taught myself to cook while I was a teenager, but I didn't have a very wide palate because I didn't have access to a lot of interesting spices. Then when I started hanging out with Kitty when we were in college, she introduced me to this culinary universe, and I realized that I was going to have to compete with her if I was to be the best chef in our circle of friends. Mm. And so we have, for the last 15 years now, oh my God, 14 or 15 years, had a competitive one-upsmanship <laughs> in regards to discovering and perfecting foreign cuisine. 
mean, there's, mm. there's nothing like one-upmanship and competitiveness. Now is there, boys? No. no. And I just have to say, our tribe has some of the most amazing books <laughs> I've ever encountered. Okay, so we, we we had fun at World Fantasy Con. Uh, n- several friends of ours That's cooked great. the uh, cooked the food for Gail Carriger's book, book launch party, including Kitty, and it was just incredible. Brilliant. Yes. Now, it says we've only got 16 minutes remaining, so if okay. anyone wanted to call in on 347-996-3319, they could talk to the Stitcher of Podcast. Oh, yes. He's here. He's here now. Call him I, now, ladies. I'm supposed to be known as he of the Forget Me Not oh, Blue Eyes. I, I think the saucy nine. bitch of podcasting describes you better. T. <laughs> Morris named you, and he is the uber nemesis after all. Now, Mildred said that perhaps that T. Morris was, in fact, the uh, unknown antagonist of digital magic. <laughs> you know, that would make a lot of things the make secret, sense. The secret nemesis. It would make a lot of things make sense. <laughs> but I think maybe not, but I could be... the secret nemesis of all books ever written. That's right. <laughs> We're extending his reach from beyond podcasting yeah. to just all books there we go. ever written. Uh, Dan, again, from New Zealand, represents... Yes. Um, <clears throat> What writing processes and habits do you have? Dirty, mm. filthy ones. Yes, what was it uh, Heinlein said? He said, uh, writing is nothing to be ashamed of. Just do it in private and wash your hands afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, pretty, I tend to uh, put on um, documentaries in the background and, uh, and let them influence me as I write. Well, I do that as well. Did not know that. I tend to go into coffee shops somewhere where I have a little bit of background noise, but not a lot. And uh, so coffee shops and bookstores are, are ideal for writing. If I get too quiet, uh, the walls start closing in on me, mm-hmm. and I can't have anything too um, obnoxious around or it just totally distracts me. So you can't have T. Morris around when you're writing. Can't have T. Morris around. <laughs> can't have documentaries on. <laughs> Can't have holiday music. No, I, I no. Did, I did have a friend I wrote with for a while. She and I had a, had a uh, we we had a mutual friend who had a garden, and she wrote nonfiction. I wrote fiction. We had word races across the picnic table, and that was really good uh, while uh, she was working on her book. But she's not writing now, so we don't get to do that anymore. Mm. I will say that doing that writers retreat up in uh, the up along the coast with Gail Carriger yeah, was outstanding. Kind of thing, yeah. Little little collegial competition never hurt anybody that didn't lose. Oh, I've always dreamed of, um, they have a couple of competitions. I'm sure they have them here like they do in New Zealand where you can uh, win like a, a writer's retreat. Mm. There is a one in, oh, there's one in the south of France, Catherine Mansfield, the New Zealand's most famous novelist until I came along. Ha-ha! But, um, she, That's probably true. She uh, wrote in the, in the south of France, I think, and you can get mm. a whole summer in France writing. It's like, oh, oh no. but I'm sure they turn up their nose at genre writers. So I'm, oh, my chances of getting there are very, very slim. <laughs> um, Dan has asked again. No Phil Rossi guerrilla writing for any of you then? Well, I, am, Phil, I'm not, Phil, I don't know what Phil's up to. Well, Phil has um, a very pregnant wife and a small child. Ah. So he has to engage in what he calls guerrilla writing, which is where he can get like you know, a 15 minute birth. None of us have children except Chris, who's got a whole classroom full of yeah, them. Well, and they don't follow you home as yeah, far as I, you know. I tend to, I'm always working on something in my head. So it's more, more it, the, the trick is trying to time my visits to the keyboard such mm. that I've got a big load to dump. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like trying to find a bathroom at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually do my writing on the, uh, on the bus. 
Um, I get about a half an hour, an hour, an hour a day, and um, that's my favorite time. I have been known to do some writing on the train. I did that bit of that when I was finishing up making the cuts. <laughs> now, here we go. Here's the pressing question for you, Chris, um, from Warland. This one is for Chris. Are you working on getting Metamore published in any way? I'd love to own a print copy of Making the Cut and various short stories. Wouldn't we all? Making the Cut desperately needs an editor before it's ever going to see publication. It's just too fracking big, and it doesn't really serve very well as an intro to the universe. That was why I launched with the short stories before it. Um, Things Unseen, I am writing to be an intro novel into the Metamore, Keep un or Metamore City universe. And so once that one is done, I'm plus I think being my second novel, that it will be tighter and uh, just generally better written. And so once Things Unseen is done, that is the one that I'm going to try to push to agents as being the, uh, the intro novel for Metamore City. Well, you, you want to be really uh, as polished as you possibly can be. Uh, yeah. And yeah. some of the, I was, we were talking about this earlier, some of the things that slip by in audio stand out like a sore thumb in print. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's really true. So you really want to make uh, the best edit possible before you present it to any agents. Yeah. Or publishers, isn't that right, Laurie? <laughs> <laughs> She's listening. My agent is listening in, by the way, Chris. Oh, hi, Laurie. <laughs> I may have something for you next year. <laughs> She's, if she's not careful, she'll become like the podcasting's agent, podcaster's agent. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. As long as she can sell them. Yeah, exactly. that's right. So, oh, and here we go. Oh, here's another pointed question, but this one's directed at Dan from Mick mm. Walter. Along the same lines, any luck in your recent search for an agent? I had some. Um, so I made some very good connections at World Fantasy Con, and I can't speak of them until I know their dispensation. But let's say it was a very successful. Uh, convention for me. Yes. In other words, we're just pleading the fifth, right? That's what you yep. Americans say. Uh, I also like to announce that we've got an extra. Now we're now back to forty minutes. Oh, excellent! So our, our sixth round table has been put off for another half an hour. Which means you still have time to send in questions for the sex round table for Kitty Nikki and to grill us on at uh, Dan at jdsawyer.net. So, uh, thing, and you can uh, call in now without fear of being cut off at three four seven nine nine six. Three, three, one, nine. The podcasting moil has been put back into his closet for another thing. <laughs> yes, we've, we've kicked him back in. You will not be prematurely cut off. <laughs> so, <clears throat> another one for you, this, Chris, I think. Okay. Warland. So if a new reader would come to Metamore, they should check out Things Unseen before Season 1. That's assuming Season 2 is out. Well, if you're going to just be coming to the universe through the podcast, I'd still say go ahead and listen to Season 1 because there's a whole lot of it to listen to, and because the short stories did, uh, I think, do a good job of introducing the universe. But um, for when I'm looking for something in print, I want my first novel to be standalone. I don't want there to be a bunch of short stories that people have to go into before they can get into their first novel. And so I'm definitely pitching things unseen to be accessible entry level in print. Thanks. Makes sense. sense. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'd just like to point out that uh, agent, uh, my agent, Laurie, who's listening in, has obviously said that uh, I, I am doing the right thing. I, I am still writing. Honestly, I'm going to write after this and after the sex roundtable. Uh, so, um, oh, Mildred said, Chris, is it still okay to get my audio for my story to you after I get my story done for Nobilis? Uh, when, let's see, I, 
I it sounds like remember. the kind of thing to talk about on email. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talk to me <laughs> no, on it's, email. No, it's not. No. Yes, it is. I don't know. Um, oh, well, this is an interesting question because I've done traveling. But mm. uh, apparently, uh, Chris, in your move from Michigan to California, have you ever found yourself inspired by the travels or, in worst case, caused you to develop a block? I hope he means a writer's block. Mm. That's an interesting question. I definitely was paying attention to the transitions in scenery from one place to another as I was moving across country. Um, and so that was, it was really interesting to me to look at how uh, all the different climates blend from one into another and the different things that we find in different places across our great nation. But uh, I wasn't specifically thinking about it in terms of any particular uh, writing project, partly because I was mainlining the Miles Vorkosigan series in audio during the drive and was utterly absorbed in those stories. Uh, that's Lois, Lois McMaster Bujold, uh, a fantastic writer, huge fun, and I was listening to those all the way out here. Well, I find, sorry, this root beer is really flies me back. Um, <clears throat> I find that I don't, I find traveling to be actually very good for uh, inspiration mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. meeting new people almost anything that jars you out of whatever mental ruts you tend to run in is good because mm -hmm. um, one of the best things about writing fiction is twisting perspectives yeah and having your own perspectives twisted occasionally is important to be able to do that to other people yeah. and also new, I just like new scenery and yeah. new things often inspires that Oh, my goodness. My agent is really getting... <laughs> she's, Hillary S. Laurie, we love you for she's, it. She's just said, how many words did I write today? <laughs> and do I write upside down when I'm in the U.S.? Well... That's funny. Well, the world is completely flat, so probably I do. But um, no, Laurie's, Laurie's good. I, I will be doing some writing is what I meant. Not I have done any writing. You did get, you did get about uh, 1,600, 1,700 done yesterday. Didn't yes, you? I did. So I, I'm on the track. Yeah, I, I, I pumped out uh, 400 this morning, and I got uh, 1,200 yesterday. So. Nice. Congrats. We're, we're keeping, we're keeping uh, yeah. our juices flowing. It's amazing what happens when you write, write a, um, an all-female shower scene, how that really helps the book. <laughs> that always helps. <laughs> Whether or not that makes it through the edits, it seems to have got me over the hump with uh, with Spectre. So the number of bad puns occurring to me right now. <laughs> so still no call. If no one wants to call, talk oh. to you, Chris, come on, flutter those eyelashes. He's fluttering. He's fluttering. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> this is my sad puppy face. Yes, don't make this him make a face. This is radio, not a video Damn, podcast. you just have to just have to believe us, and it's very sad. So. What are we going to talk about without questions? Oh, uh, without questions. Has everyone just left the chat room? They've abandoned us? No, they're still there. Oh, okay. They're still there. You're um, drinking another root beer, by the way. Oh, let's see. What can we talk about? Well, you and I have been talking more or less solid for two hours now. and well, I'm, we, we should maybe... Uh, yes, Chris, Chris. Talk to us, Chris. 30-second answer challenge. Every question we ask you, you must answer in 30 seconds or less. Okay. Who's going to be my timekeeper? Um, I will. Okay. Okay, so first question from me. What is the most difficult thing in Things Unseen for you to write so far without being a spoiler? Most difficult thing to write is trying to keep a coherent narrative while hiding from the reader all of the things that are going on that I don't want them to know about. 
I want everything to look as if it's one thing is going on and uh, while something else is going on entirely. So you basically just told us that you're doing the usual suspect. Mm, not <laughs> quite, no. Not really. Uh, it's not, not quite that big of a twist. One. 30 seconds. Pip? Oh, I'm sorry. I was just reading that there. I think we've had a few questions. Oh, we have. Okay. So we, don't have, so we don't have to shine the bright light into Chris's eyes anymore. Okay. Um, interesting challenge. <laughs> Next. We'll, we'll go. My agent asks, who is Chris Lester? 30 seconds or less. Um, <laughs> go. Chris Lester is a want-to-be writer who has, uh, well, an interest in science fiction and fantasy and more genres than you can shake a very large stick at. Um, I am a teacher, a biologist, a uh, not mad scientist, but vaguely disappointed one. Um, you can be quite mad at times. Sometimes I can be quite mad, yes. But, uh, yeah, I like telling stories about people, and people particularly who are dealing with conflicts between multiple levels of personality, of personhood, of identity, and existence. And that sort of stuff really intrigues me. <laughs> And, of course, Laurie, you can find out more about Chris Lester. At www.metamorecity.com. That's M-E-T-A-M-O-R-City.com. Ding! Now, actually, Warland has asked, do any of us have any questions for them? Um, you're all subscribed, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're all subscribed to all of our feeds, I hope. Um, oh, boy. Uh what what uh, I, it would be interesting to find out what about this train wreck that is the three of us getting together that keeps drawing people back Ooh. because yes. we all the shows we've done together we get more downloads for those shows than we do yeah. for all of our regular episodes put together even yeah it's very strange <laughs> i don't well, i've i've had somebody say <clears throat> that it was like listening to a bunch of their friends talking which they kind of liked hmm. but um <clears throat> Well, we are a bunch of friends, so that's, that's probably probably why probably why it works. But um, yeah, so we. Be, hmm. Interesting. I'd be interested. Just a quick poll for the chat room. Um, which? How many of you? Those of you who found Philippa or Chris through me, say yes now or me now. Um. They've gone very quiet now. Okay. <laughs> Amy Bowen said, it's the rapport between all of you. You ah. play off each other so well. <laughs> and Warland said, you guys are just so interesting to listen to together. It's like you never, you never know what's going to happen. It's fabulous. Well, we don't know what's going to happen either. Well, there is that. So it's all, it's all very seat of the pants. <laughs> Where did that olive oil come from? <laughs> the seat of my pants. Why did you find it? <laughs> but I do think we, uh, <clears throat> we, we had the question about... Uh, promos and, and dropping things all together. Mm -hmm. I really think we do need a, an Uber fee. Yeah, we probably do. And we do probably need to do some uh, some contests and stuff. To, yes. to, uh, I do to have some books to give away. So do we. You have? Yes. Copies of Seventh Son. Uh, oh, donate, copies Ten copies donated by one of Metamore City's listeners. Excellent. Uh, Very nice. Very all cool. Right. I've got some uh, some books to give away, too. The World Fantasy Con swag bag is wonderful. <laughs> well, we're having some answers about <clears throat> Mildred said Chris had her first and then she found us other. Mm -hmm. And Nick said he found me first and Dan and Chris. Jeanette said she found me in more city first. Jeanette, <laughs> you're from New Zealand. You met me. Come on. 
uh, here that's it. It started with me. Um, oh, I found both of you through Chris is doing well. Yeah. And Chris through the Leviathan Chronicle. Oh, that's interesting. How did that, you're not, you're I didn't not, know they were playing promos. You're not moonlighting on the Leviathan Chronicles, eh? I did a reading a story so far for them once. Oh. Oh, Amy. Amy just said it was T. Pip, T. Chris, and Chris Dan. Hmm. There's a little too much tea in that conversation <laughs> right there. I will have a drink of my tea now to punctuate. Oh, here's an interesting one. Nightmare fast. You have all done interviews with other podcasts. Was there ever a question or comment that left you a bit shocked? Yes, and I will not discuss it openly. It's not professional to be bitching about other podcasters on open air. Oh, yeah, so that would probably be the only thing that would um, would leave me shocked. Uh, I'm trying to think. What about you, Chris? A question that I got from another podcaster? Or during yeah, when you were on a podcast. Or you're being interviewed for something. You a question were a bit you just shocked. wasn't appropriate to answer. Mm. Like, are you wearing pants? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't really gotten any uh, anybody... Uh, going, um, you know, off the rails. People have been generally respectable. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah mo- most most people are really good, and even even the few times I've been asked an inappropriate question is the kind of thing you would ask someone over coffee. Mm-hmm. And it's just, well, in the context of the conversation, people forget. Oh yes, this is being recorded. It's going to go out to the public. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um Oh, we've got a so, caller. Excellent. We've got the caller. I'm going to click this button, and here they come. Let's see. Hello, caller. Hello, it's your host, sick host, <laughs> Rhonda. <laughs> Look, are you are you quite all right to be talking to us? Probably not, but I couldn't pass up the opportunity to say hello, Chris. Um, oh, Rhonda. Hi, Chris. I, you know, I don't get a chance to talk to people who aren't on patiobooks.com, and you're not. And I wanted to take a moment to say, welcome to Patio Racket. Oh, thank you. I'm sitting here on the other end of the, the line tonight listening to you guys have just such a wonderful time on the show. Um, I wondered, how does it feel to be so recognizable in podcasting? I mean, every time there's a, a competition and a recognition, Metamore City comes up, everybody talks about your show, they talk about your feeds. Um, how does that feel to be so they recognizable? They talk about those beautiful eyes of yours, Chris. <laughs> um, it feels a little weird, to be honest. I mean, it still is one of those things that I, I can't quite believe is actually happening. Um, I've been so I've, my stuff has been so such a tiny little voice in the the vast ether space of the internet for so long that it's very strange for me now to be thinking that oh yeah, Metamore City is actually like winning Parsec awards and getting you know, into the, the well, we got into the, the top finalist twice and then won this year. And, uh, you know, it feels like there's still so many people in the potosphere that I don't know and haven't really talked to. I mean, I've, I know a lot of people, but it feels like I'm just in this tiny little corner of the potosphere, and I wonder how much of an impact I'm actually making. Oh, you're making quite an impact. <laughs> Yes, I do. I mean, it's all... <laughs> well, thank you. Just be careful when you're bungee jumping. If you don't check your cord right, you could make more of an impact. Yeah. <laughs> well, that or, or as you told me this afternoon, hang upside down, Rhonda. Hang upside down if you can't breathe. 
<laughs> That's not the kind of impression I want to make on the world. <laughs> we don't want you to make that one either. <laughs> no, no. But uh, you guys are doing a great job. Uh, don't forget to plug our show since it is our show you're running. And uh, you guys continue to have a great evening. I'm crashing now, guys. I can't hang any longer. Chris, thanks so much. Yeah. I'm glad you got a chance to make it. Pip, yeah, take trip back to New Zealand. And Dan, yeah, thanks, thanks so much. Oh, and when you want to grab that chat at the end of the show, see that bubble at the top of the screen? At the top of your chat uh, screen? Yes, There's like a I little bubble. Okay? Yep. You could, okay? If you click that at the end... It'll open yep. up a whole chat screen. You can copy-paste that into any kind of word processor you want. You'll have the whole thing. Excellent. Thank you. Cool. Awesome. All right. You guys have a nice evening. Yep, I'm going to bed you now. Too, night. too, Rhonda. Thank you very much. Bye. All right. Get well soon. All right. Whoops, my iPad just cut her off. Uh, <laughs> we have another cooler. Shall I answer this Yes, one? please. Okay. Bring them on. Bring on the... Bring on the... Hello? You're live with the three triple, well, the triple threat. The triple threat. Hello. I. It's a heavy breather. Oh, it's not for Chris. the breathing part. Chris, I think this might be your call. <laughs> Hello. Hello, whoever is here. We hope that you feel welcome here on Podio Like <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I think we're going to have to. I have to drop uh, that we, one. We can't hear you, so please call back if you want to talk to us. Yes, yes. Okay, let's just pop back into the... Uh, uh, so we've got some uh, questions. What was your favorite question about of an interview? Oh, favorite question. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I rather I rather liked uh, liked uh, being asked about the dedicate or the um, the the quiet bomb I dropped in the afterward to predestination about uh, Doug Reeves and where he came from. I liked, uh, I liked answering that question. That was kind of fun. I think the kind of questions where you realize that the interviewer has listened to your podcast. Yeah, those are the best kind, yeah. Where they make insightful comments and mm-hmm. you think, oh, good, you have actually listened to what yeah. I do. Yeah, those totally. are the fun ones. Yeah, and I mean, I, always, I, just, I just enjoy, um, I try and keep them relaxed and it's just like talking, talking to friends. Mm-hmm. That's the buzz that I like. I like asking que- or answering questions about the process of writing yeah. and mm. about this, you know, particularly about characterization. Characters fascinate me. I think yeah. we're all big on this. Yeah. They're all character-driven. When I was recording I Should Be Writing a couple of weeks ago, Murr asked me, are you sure that you're sane? <laughs> <laughs> and that has to be one of the best questions because I'd just gotten done explaining to her how I'm podcasting two books at once. Mm, I think anyone who hears that from you, Dan, is going to ask that question. Yes. And I'm the answer not, is I already no. know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not big on certainty, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Warland asked for just a random general question. Do you guys enjoy sushi? Love, Love it. it. So what's your favorite? Dragon roll. Uh, Masago. I like anything with shrimp in it. I'm a big prawn fan. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got pictures of District 9. <laughs> I love them prawns. <laughs> oh, Mildred said, Chris is one of the main reasons I went to Baltacom. Aw, thank you, Mildred. It was fun chatting with you at, uh, at the bar. There are many good reasons to bo- go to Baltacom, and I think mm-hmm. next year it's going to be packed. 
Probably so. To go. Yeah. I mean, all three. All of us. Three yeah. of us. Three of us. And Gail yeah. Carriger's talking about going. Ooh, nice. Miss Kellner. She's talking less seriously about going. Yeah, I yeah, know responsibilities that might keep her away. I think Martin Darkley of Movie Mantras is flying. Oh, that'll be fun. He's that. a good guy. I met him at this year's Balticon. I don't know if Scott Sigler is going to be there. Um, Scott is at the moment only going to cons that uh, that can pay for it because he's been touring so much. Yeah, he was there yeah. this year, so I don't know yeah. if they'll bring him back again yeah, another year in the row. There was a good few people, and I think actually Christoph Laputka from Leviathan Chronicles. I could have been wrong. I think mm-hmm. he might be there. Your nemesis will be there. Oh, PG's always there. Uh, yes, PG. He's always there. <laughs> but he's always there. I would love to see PG write something R-rated just for the fun of it. I would say. Well, In fact, he is. For an erotica, right? Oh, you know? no, you didn't tell me about that. As soon as he heard that Chris was writing something for erotica a la carte, he had to get on board. Excellent. That was part of my cunning plan. Like one, one half of, the, of of a nemesis team on, and the other immediately has to to jump on re, on board. So, um, which of you three were the first to podcast? I'm afraid that might be me. Um, I don't know. It might be me. Mm. Oh, because I started Reprobate Tower back in uh, oh five or oh six. Yeah, I was at the. It was April. I think it was April of oh six. I but... can't remember. I think I was. It must be pretty close there. I podcast Weaver's Web. I could actually check. Yeah, check the date. Um, it was definitely 06. I cannot remember off the top of my head. I know that's a terrible thing. But uh, I podcast the first novel of us. Yes, that's true. You did. But um, I, I wouldn't hold I pa- it. I podcast the first short stories of us, though. Yeah, Weaver's Web was the first thing I did. I did Sculpted God in summer of 07. Not that we're counting. I mean, it's not. It's not like. Actually, you might have gotten started before that, Chris. When did you start? Uh, September 07. Okay, so I did beat you to the the short fiction. Yep. But just barely. Yep, just barely. It was February 3rd, 2006 when Weaver's Web went out. Okay, you've got me beat by two months then, because Reprobate Tower started April of 06. Cool. So, it's, it's. Gosh, that. Quite a long time ago now. Jeez. Yeah. But I, uh, I didn't do a, I think I started with Weaver's Web, and then I started doing Whispers at the Edge as sort of a, something to keep my toe in the water, because mm-hmm. once I, of course, podcast, um, I got bit by the bug, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much the end of all. Yeah. Post- sanity. <laughs> yeah. Sanity. Among other things. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, wow. That's re- oh, I hadn't really ever thought about that. Um, Mildred said Pip and Dan are some of the main reasons for me going this year. I hope you mean 2010. Yeah. Yep. Yep, good. Cool. <laughs> and she also says that we already know that Dan's insane. <laughs> Is, Is there a dial-in monitor line for this show? Yeah, if you call the call line and just sit there, um, you'll show up on the switchboard, but um, but we can ignore you if you really want us to. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Can you do that? You yeah. can call in on you, the. You can call in on the call-in line and just they'll show up on the switchboard, but you don't have to answer. Yeah, I mean, but you can talk to us, Odin. We yeah. don't mind. We like we we love Odin One Eye. Mm-hmm. But uh, if anyone. Oh, Odin One Eye. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, call in. Three four seven nine nine six three three one nine. I'm liking this. Can we have our own show? I think we should have our oh, own show. Oh boy. Well, it would be a way to fill the gaps since we're each going bi-weekly. Mm. <laughs> uh, Mildred said, "PG's writing for Rodrigo Alagard?" Question mark. 
Yes, Mildred, <laughs> he is. I don't know what he'll be writing, and PG doesn't know what he'll be writing. In fact, Chris doesn't know what he'll be writing. Uh, I'm coming back, too. I know. Oh, nice. See, the, the trouble is that when you guys all come on and have such fun, I get, start to get jealous, and then I come back. Well, see, what we've got to do is time it so that you come back on after you get done with the novels that are in your queue. and Yeah, um, which will be a while. Yeah. <laughs> Probably April or May. Well, we're all doing, we're all doing two weekly... Bi-weekly. Bi-weekly, yeah. or as I would say, fortnightly. Yeah, fortnightly. Uh, schedule. schedule. So we're gonna, they're going to pan out for quite a while. Yeah. That's 40 weeks, 40-something weeks yep. for me. And so do you. They might even I, give me enough time to write book three <laughs> of the Antithesis sure Progression. I'm the cutting glass so that you guys can actually write. Might even give me time to finish the novel. <laughs> ah. We can but hope. Um, so, yes, I'm just, just scanning back. Apparently, we can have our own show. What would we call yeah. it? Oh. I, I don't even want to think about another project right now. <laughs> yeah, you've got so many projects. I've got, oh, boy. Oh, but this is a nice, this is a nice oh, theory. It, right? it is, but just no, anything more on my calendar right now? I mean, if you guys started to do it, I would probably join you regularly, but having something <laughs> else on my calendar at this point, yeah. talk to me after the new year. Yeah, you know. yeah. Um, Sam Bradley asked, do all podcasters have cats? It would seem so. I don't. I, you have a bird by default. Not mine. I have a kitty. Yes, there she is. I have two. Um, and I think... But my, my kitty my kitty is a female, but not a feline. I'm thinking most podcasters do have some form of cat, except Scott, I believe, has a dog. Yeah, Scott has dogs. Um, or has a dog. Christiana has a dog. Oh, he's Christiana. Seth, Seth Harwood has a dog. I think he also has a cat. Mur, I have snakes. Murr has a dog. Yeah. I have I two snakes. Pets, generally speaking. Yes. Um, whether whether they are human or four-legged or no-legged. But I have noticed that um, amongst fantasy writers, cats are very popular. But mm. I think cats, cats are fairly popular, aren't they? For, generally speaking. Cats may be popular cats. with writers because they're low demand. Yeah. 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 You, you get the advantages of having something warm and furry around without the responsibilities of entertaining a dog. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have time for any of that. Uh, Nightmist wants to know, what are some of the podcast novels that are sitting on your queues to listen to them well when you have time? Uh, all of them. Weaver's Web. Thanks, Chris. Um, Sorry, Finn. I wouldn't bother if I was you. The Balance of Weather Child is one of them. Um, yeah, Weather Child too. Contagious. Uh, God, I you know I have not been. I've able got a to huge list because I've been traveling and I just so long. I still have to work through Double Share and Captain's. Share. Yeah, and all I'm, of Nathan's books are on my two list. I'm list. halfway through Captain's Share, so yeah, I want to catch up there. I've just finished Harvey. Which I love, and yeah, I Phil, Phil's stuff is on is on the list. I still have to finish Crescent. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I'm I'm a very very bad community member. It's just hard. I mean, uh, in the original early days of, of well, there wasn't a lot to keep up. It was with. you kept. It was pretty easy to keep up with things. Mm-hmm. Um, but now with all these new, I'm listening to um, a couple of new female podcasters mm. showing some feminine solidarity. The Dreamer's Thread and the Goblin Market. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to finishing uh, finishing the Heaven series once war is out. I'm gonna mm-hmm. listen to Wasteland and War together. I want to try out uh, Starla Hutchins. 
uh, the dream of yeah, yeah well, you met her last night, right? Yeah, she was at the exactly. Bucro. That's why I want to try it out. Ah, like a cool person. So. If you hear, if you're listening to this, Starla, now you know. Meet people in person; they'll want to listen <laughs> yeah. to your stuff. It's, it's a slow way to build audience, though. Oh, I must yeah. say, <laughs> you have to, unless you like fly Long around the Staples Center and like get three hundred thousand. She's cute. She hugged me. I must listen. Yes, <laughs> she's been charming. I'll listen to your stuff. And that kind of does work, but now we're down to about ten minutes. I we think. have what? We've only got. Uh, well, you've got the timer there. I have indeed, and it says uh, uh, fourteen minutes. Fourteen minutes. Fourteen minutes. Now, I have got one caller here, but I'm not sure if I can. Uh, I'm not sure if that's Odin or not. Well, um, pop him in, and you can always put him on hold again if he. Uh, okay. Okay, Odin. Uh, if this is you. Say so. Say so, because, uh, hello? Uh, no, uh, someone different. Oh, hello. Hello. Well, hello someone, someone different. different. Who are you? <laughs> I would be Warland in the chat room. I'm Jarrett. Oh, well. You would Thank be. You. Well, why aren't you? Jarrett as in Jarrett <laughs> Kohler? Yep. yep. Oh, oh thank you. I love your feedback. Me too. Oh, thank you. I do. I didn't know you guys actually, well, uh, just not used to being recognized. Okay. Anyway, I have a question. Ask away. I've been answered until they match. (laughs) One thing I I find interesting about the podcaster um, thing that you guys have is you guys all work together to voice different um, parts in each other's works. Now, when somebody new comes into this uh, community, how do you guys decide... If you know you're gonna, it's, how do you how do people get you to do voices on their show? They ask. They ask. <laughs> like I mean, I've done work for Starla, and Starla's quite new to the, mm-hmm. the podcasting community. Um, don't be afraid to ask. All yep. that people can say is no, and they generally will say that very nicely. Yep. Um, you got to remember that podcasters love to cross promote. So if there's a chance of that, yeah. if they've got enough time. And um, they will generally say yes if it's not too big a, a mm-hmm. part. Pretty much. I mean, something like um, Dan's down from ten. That was a huge, a commitment. big time commitment. But from everybody. Yeah, from from all the people involved. But we know Dan, and we love Dan. So, but but, but for smaller parts, um, generally just just jump in and ask. Don't the be earlier afraid. the better. Yeah. Yes. Yes, don't leave it until I need this next, you know, next week, because yeah, yeah, you're not going to get yeah. that. Um, so yeah, but apart from that, if you if you can get in a few months ahead of when you actually need the voice work, mm-hmm. it's usually not too difficult. And then just gently remind people at periodic <laughs> intervals, because it's not that we don't care; it's just that we're so busy that we tend to forget about things. Well, yeah, most most creative people, not all, but most creative people tend to be chronic overcommitters. Mm-hmm. Um, and flakes. Yes. Yes. All of us are in that camp. Most of the people we've worked with are in that camp. And it's not that we flake because we're flaky people. It's because in order to be creative, you kind of have to be afflicted with a terminal case of the shinies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, ooh, you podcast, you podcast. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And you can really, that's one thing you've got to, I mean, um, when I started doing voice work for all these people, you just want to help everybody, mm-hmm. and you can overpile your plate. Yeah. So learning to say no now and then, and a no in a polite sort of yeah. way. Yeah, and, and generally speaking, unless you've pissed someone off, no on this project does not mean no forever. It means yeah, I don't right have now. time right now. 
Yeah. That's that's one thing I find pretty crazy is I follow I follow you and Lester, Dan and Lester on um I mean Chris on Twitter. Thank and you. You guys have so many things going on, I don't even know how you guys have time to write. We don't. I don't. <laughs> I really don't. But you've got to remember that they do it because they like it. Otherwise, yeah. they wouldn't yeah. make the time. It's true. And, um, if it weren't for summer vacation as a teacher, there'd be no way in hell I could do this. And, <laughs> yeah, and for, yeah, for, for me, the, the, the limitation is not so much uh, on the writing, is not so much time as it is headspace. Mm, yeah. um, because I, when I'm in the headspace, I write fast. I mean, you've seen me, Chris. I'll dump 5,000 words in two or three hours mm. on a good day. But I have to be in the right headspace, and if I'm too busy, then it's very – writing takes a lot of time if I'm busy yes. just because my head's so cluttered. Yeah, it takes a lot out of me, too. It's, it can be a very um, emotionally taxing to, to get into that and – really work with the, the words at a time when I've got six other things looming over me. So. Right. Well, it was nice talking to you guys. I uh, got to run. Um, but uh, I'm glad for summer seeing as it gets Metamore City and Down From Ten written. And Pip, I hope to listen to some of your stuff too. But unfortunately, being November, I have lots of write. <laughs> That's a lot of people who have Thank problems. you very much for calling in, Jared. It was great hearing from you. Okay. Thank you very much. You guys have a great night. Thank you. Bye. Okay, we've got one more question. Let me see. Oh, me. Um, how did Pip come up with the concept of erotic a la carte, very original? Is it hard to come up with stories off the cuff like that? This is something Chris is about to find out. <laughs> yeah, um, I've already found I it. I actually out. found it really invigorating. I think I came up with it because I was noticing in the potosphere that there was more interactive, interactivity mm-hmm. going on and I wanted to sort of um, connect with the audience because I know that it's the kind of stuff that people really like and I really like. Yeah. And um, the short story thing was that I was no good at short stories and I wanted to be good at short stories and by putting a time limit of a month on, it really gave me sort of impetus to do those sort of things. And... It's really invigorating being given these are the these are the set things that need to be in there and do them. It's just like a really fun writing exercise, and I didn't didn't really think that it was going to take off and be so enjoyable or interesting as it has been. The one I found really invigorating was when we did pieces, the round robin story. That was story I think Nobilis. that was probably yeah that. No, Billis, if you do that again, I totally want to be in on it. That looks like a lot of fun. I think that is probably where Eroska Lacat was born. Was probably from that mm. that experiment that Nobilis did. Because it was. I mean, I thought, gosh, this, is, this could be a train wreck. Yeah. This could so easily be a train wreck, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't perfect. It I mean, was of course, damn good. But it, it was. was damn good for, you know, I mean, if we went and edited that, it would be quite a good yeah, um, story. So, um, and I, yeah, I found it, uh, I found Erotic Alucard to be a lot of fun and much easier than I thought it would be. Mm. I try and keep the questions kind of broad. So you don't sort of paint yourself into a corner, I think. Yeah. Is the yeah. Well, and you do let us set the menu, too. You set the helps. menu, yeah. And so I, I, I set the menu because I had three or four ideas, and so I set the menu so that I would probably hit one of those ideas. And yeah. I was very lucky that it hit the one that I most wanted to write. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That, that, that night in the blues bar, 
is, is based on a real night in the blues bar, and it's a wonderful memory for me. Very cool. And it's a cool story as well. I really enjoyed that one. So, yeah, I think the potosphere is getting to do these experimental things, which is really mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. And um, I think it sort of flows from the collaborative nature that we've sort of got. And uh, yep. I'm going to get all wispy, but let's hold hands. <laughs> well, we've got, what, five minutes left? We have got yeah. five minutes left. Okay, so I think we can take one or two questions still if we're really quick. Hold on, there's some... Oh, oh. Ooh, there's questions in the chat room? No, there's... There's, there's, there's callers. Callers, my well, gosh. Well, let's cycle them through. Come on, guys, let's quick, go. Quick, quick, quick. Are you there? Hello. Hello? Give us the name. Anybody there? Hey. We can hear you. Yeah, who's there? Hey, this is Odin. Odin, hey. So what's your question? How are you doing tonight? Well, we might have already got this. I I just got everybody to bed, so I'd missed most of the show. But, Pip, I was wondering if you have released anywhere uh, the talent that you have doing digital magic, or is that under wraps until... Um, I am slowly adding it to the cast page, but let us just say it's a cavalcade of, yeah. <laughs> of podcasting awesomeness. Um, that will be on digitalmagicnovel.com. Um, so far, I've just released that T. Morris and Martin Darkley are on there, but um, I will add more when I get home. I'm looking forward to all the projects that all of you have lined up, so it's going to be a good fall. It is, it is. Oh, a yeah. busy fall. Oh. All right, well, thank, thank you for bringing it We've got like five minutes there. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Um, see, can we get one more in? Let's try it. Hello, caller. Well, let's see. Hello, guys. Michael Spence here. Hey guys. Michael Spence. Michael. Michael Spence. Four minutes, Michael. He's been in every Four minutes. Minute, that's, Four minutes. That's, that's, that's no problem. And I just wanted to call and say hello. We just got back from celebrating my wife's Birthday, and I'm looking forward to hearing this and as you release it. Um, that's in, that's up in the hands of Rhonda Carpenter. I have no idea how the archives for this thing work, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's been recorded. We are flying Understood. by the seat of a pen. I came in just as you were uh, you were talking about pieces, and I had and uh, had to say that that was one of the places where I found uh, Pip's contribution to be an especially uh, wondrous piece of world making. I mean, uh, I hadn't heard had such a uh, sense of wonder bit like that for quite some time. Yeah, that was a real eye opener, and I think that was what did it for me. Cool. The second to last episode, I think you had, right? Yeah, yeah. That was brilliant. Yeah, uh, very, very much so. The uh, and and yes, I I wasn't sure how it was going to work because. Uh, collaborative novels. Oh man, you never know where yeah. it's going to Crazy, crazy things. I don't know how this is going to cut us off. It'll or... cut us off cold, so let's take it out. Okay. Okay. Um, thanks, Michael. Okay, I'm gone. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. He is gone. I kicked him off. All right. So we want to wrap up 11 uh, yeah, 11. 11, 11. 11 uh, November 11th at uh, jdsawyer.net, metamorecity.com, digitalmagicnovel.com. And uh, forthcoming news on all of those feeds about where you can get an aggregate of all three together. We'll try and pull that together. And we're supposed to pin Pottyo Racket. Oh, yes, pottyoracket.com. Ding!
And uh, you can find this show and other shows previously at Blog Talk Radio slash Patio Racket. And please send thank you notes to the lovely and con- temporarily incapacitated Rhonda Carpenter, who would have hosted us had she been upright. Mm, it's been a wonderful evening. Thank you all for showing up. Yes, it's been a blast. And be sure to send in questions for the Sex Roundtable to Dan at JDSawyer.net. And we're gone. <laughs> Are we gone? Are we? I don't know. It still says we've got two minutes. Oh, it still says. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Fill it, fill it, fill it. Fill the two minutes. Oh, um, are you guys getting an iTunes app like Nobilis? Um, Not sure. Not sure. Not sure. <laughs> I have one for Chasing the Bard, but that would be it. And I ding the link. Yes, I do ding links. So um, it still says we've got two minutes. So, is is um, it not counting down? or? I don't know. It's just sitting there. But mm. uh, sorry, guys. You can see that we're just learning about this stuff. But seriously, we should have our own radio show. It would be It'll fun. probably cut me off right there. This is still live. Okay. <laughs> Love. One minute. Oh, one minute left. No, okay. one minute. Love your work, guys. <laughs> there you go. Pip, Pip take us out. You're the, you're the switchboard operator. <laughs> so uh, thanks for joining us tonight, and I hope to, we hope to uh, hear from you and feedback about Triple Threat, and um, thanks, Rhonda, and uh, bye. Um, bye. Bye. Later, folks. Say bye, Chris. Oh, oh we got 90 seconds left. This is, this is like the end of The Lord of the Rings. It's like the continuing saga. <laughs> no, there's another ending. Goodbye. Oh, my God. No, we're getting on the boat. Goodbye. And anyone got a quick uh, dirty joke? We got 80 seconds or so? I don't have one that's going to only take 90 seconds. Uh, anyway, well, lovely in the chat Always room. look on the bright Bye, side of life. Do-do. Always look on the bright side of life. When life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten. And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. And always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. Life is quite absurd, and death's the final word. You must always face the curtain with a bow. Forget about your sin, give the audience a grin. Enjoy it, it's your last chance anyhow. And always look on the bright side of death (laughs) just before you draw your terminal breath that had to be more than 10 seconds this show is on but not streaming okay we're not